Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... <laughs> Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Hey, math fans. Jason Marshall, Math Dude, here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Now that we've learned the basics of sines, cosines, and tangents, we're ready to dig deeper into the world of trigonometry. But before we dig too far, we need to take a little time to understand how angles, which are a key idea in trigonometry, are quantified and measured. So prepare yourself for some excitement, because today we're diving into the world of radians and degrees. We'll talk about where these units come from, how to convert between them, and where you're most likely to see each. Measuring angles in radians is one of those things in math that seems kind of strange and maybe even a little stupid, until you realize that it actually makes perfect sense. Of course, most of us never realize that it makes perfect sense because we never learn to fully appreciate the simple logic behind the radian. So let's remedy that. To understand radians, let's think about drawing a circle. You can draw a circle by attaching one end of a piece of string to a pencil, pinning the other end down to a sheet of paper, and then dragging the taut string around. As it turns out, this string isn't just a string. Its length is the same as the radius of the circle. And if you take that string and place it along the circle's circumference, you'll find that it takes a little more than 3.14, also known as pi, of these radii to go halfway around. If you now lay that radius string along some portion of your circle and draw a pair of lines from the center of the circle to the ends of the string, the angle between those lines will be one radian. That's how one radian is actually defined. A string that's half as long gives a 0.5 radian angle. A string that's 20% as long gives a 0.2 radian angle. And a string that's approximately 3.14 times as long gives an angle spanning half the circle, which is pi radians. As you can see, radians give a very simple way to think about angles in terms of circles, which, I think you'll agree, makes them not nearly as crazy as you thought. Although most of us are more comfortable thinking in terms of degrees, which means we're inclined to think of degrees as being less weird than radians, Degrees actually are the more bizarre way to measure angles. After all, we've seen that the two pi radians of the angle formed around a complete circle have a mathematically sensible origin, something that cannot be said about the 360 degrees around that same circle, which leads us to a very simple but also very good question. Why are there 360 degrees in a circle? And the answer is... We're not exactly sure, but it most likely has to do with the same history that has given us 24-hour days, 60-minute hours, and 60-second minutes. Namely, the fact that the ancient Babylonians used a base 60 number system ends up meaning that these are the sorts of numbers you'd expect them to have come up with. And they did. This, coupled with the fact that a year on Earth is pretty close to 360 days, a time over which ancient folks no doubt watched stars travel in their annual circular patterns, means that we ended up with 360 degrees in a circle. 
which goes to show that degrees are only natural to us because we're used to them, and that they really are a rather strange and, in fact, almost accidental way for us to keep track of angles. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like. <laughs> Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. You gotta come on, guys. It has to be like. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. While some of you may prefer to work in terms of radians, and others may prefer to work in terms of degrees, the truth is that you won't always be given angles in your preferred units. Which means that you may occasionally need to convert from one to the other. Fortunately, that's not too tough. In fact, all you really need to know is that the angle formed by traveling halfway around a circle is either 180 degrees or pi radians. In other words, pi radians is equal to 180 degrees. If we divide both sides of this equation by the approximate value of pi, this says that one radian is approximately equal to 57.3 degrees. Following the logic we learned in the episode on converting units, to convert from degrees to radians, just multiply the number of degrees by pi and divide by 180. To go the other way and convert from radians to degrees, just multiply the number of radians by 180 and divide by pi. That's all there is to it. Some might say it's as easy as pi. Yep, I went there. Okay, since we now know how to convert between radians and degrees, we're completely free to use either whenever we'd like. But you might be wondering, which should you usually use? Well, it depends. Sometimes radians are more convenient than degrees, and sometimes it's the other way around. And sometimes you don't have any choice. Let's start with degrees. For most of our everyday dealings with angles, degrees is the hands-down winner. After all, natural or not, most of us have a good intuitive grasp of what 45, 90, 120, and 180 degree angles look like. And if you're doing something requiring a protractor, which I must sadly say I don't think I've used since elementary school, you're going to be working in degrees. On the other hand, if you're working with angles that are being plugged into sine, cosine, or tangent trigonometric functions on a calculator. You must work in terms of radians, since that's how those functions are defined. Finding the sine or cosine of an angle written in degrees will absolutely 100% give you a nonsensical and very wrong answer. So don't try to do it. Otherwise, you're free to use whatever unit your heart desires. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. Remember to become a fan of the Math Dude on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/the-math-dude. And on Twitter at twitter.com/slash/jasonmarshall. While you're out and about on the internet, please be sure to pick up a copy of my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. It's perfect for you and all the math fans in your life. Thanks for your support. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like. <laughs> Time to go. 
Okay, kids, back in the room. You gotta come on, guys. <laughs> Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western.